Dozens of knobs, buttons, and lights lined the roof of the Boeing 737 cockpit, just inches above Captain Kate Hillman's head. The view beyond the windshield was gloomy. The aircraft rumbled through the gray sky, spitting patches of sleet, snow, and heavy winds. New York has a funny way of welcoming you home. First Officer Dan Martin shook his head, keeping his hand steady on the flight stick. My brother said it's going to get down to ten degrees tonight. The headphones that both pilots wore crackled with air traffic control's voice. Bravo 1856, this is Tower. We've got a roadblock down here because of the weather. Timeline for the delay? Kate asked. Twenty minutes. Redirect heading to 119. Copy that, Tower. Dan relayed, redirecting heading to 119. The navigation screen tilted toward the new coordinates, the big bird turning slow and steady. Once adjusted, Dan looked over to Kate and raised his eyebrows. Did you hear me? Less than 10 degrees, Kate said, reaching for the flight plan that she had been given prior to takeoff. She flipped through the pages quickly, scanning the data. We should have been ahead of this weather. Kate flipped the fasten your seatbelt sign and then picked up the phone to address the passengers. Ladies and gentlemen, please remain in your seats. The weather has caused a slight delay, but we'll land as soon as possible. Thank you. The inside of the cockpit rumbled and the muscles along Dan's forearms tensed. Kate hung up and noted Dan's white knuckles. First storm? Yeah, Dan answered. Easy on the stick. She'll do most of the work. Just keep it steady. Radar has the storm passing in a few minutes. Another burst of icy sleet smacked the windshield and the jet rumbled in discontent. Kate shook her head, clicking on her radio. Tower, this is Bravo 1856, requesting an ascent. We're getting tossed around pretty bad up here. Copy that, Bravo. Request granted. Ascend to 35,000 feet. Ascending to 35,000 feet, Dan replied, pulling back on the stick. The jet climbed higher, the nose pointed up as it broke through the worst of the clouds. Kate watched the altimeter. 25,000? It ticked upward. 30,000? The plane jolted and tossed both Kate and Dan in their seats. The notebook in Kate's lap crashed to the floor and the altimeter's gauge dropped 100 feet in the blink of an eye. The straps over Kate's shoulders dug deep and tight into her flesh. When the inertia of the fall ended, the warning beacon on the port engine blinked. Kate shook off the disorientation and checked the engine status. One is rolling back. Dan looked at her sharply, then at the display screen. Two is holding. Kate flipped channels to the control tower. Mayday, mayday, mayday. This is Bravo 1856. We have lost thrust on our port engine requesting immediate emergency landing. Copy that, Bravo 1856. Kate took control of her stick. My aircraft. Your aircraft, Dan said, letting go of the controls. Get out the QRA, Kate said, the stick stiff in her hands. Bravo 1856, Tower said. Redirect toward LaGuardia, heading 220. Runway 1 is clear. Heading 220. Copy on runway 1. Kate placed her right hand on the ignition key. Restarting engine. A twist. Nothing.
The big 737 groaned as Kate steered through the clouds, the jet struggling to maintain altitude with only one engine. Dan scanned the quick response action checklist. Master on or off? Kate glanced toward the display. Off. She tilted the stick to the left, adjusting the aircraft to the new heading toward LaGuardia. Gears down. Gears down. Dan reached for the lever and pulled it down. The mechanical drone of the wheels descending from the plane's belly ended with a clank. Kate checked the heading, altimeter, and speed. The weather provided poor visibility on approach, but she trusted the instruments to do their job, along with the coordination from air traffic control. Bravo 1856, you are on course, Tower said. Watch your speed. Give me flaps, Kate said. Flaps extended, Dan echoed.